1: What's up and welcome back to Kinda of Funny Games Daily for Friday, <laughs> September 1st, <laughs> 2023. I I can't tell you how funny it is when only one of them goes off and it sounds like that. At what point are we just gonna give up on the smoke machines? I, I, I'm surprised we've made it this far. I mean I'm surprised that there that see I'm from another perspective than you. Okay. I feel like they work way more than I ever expected that they would. Oh,
2: for sure. You know? Yeah. But I
1: also, I don't know why they don't work when they don't work. I think there's a strong,
2: maybe I'm overestimating, but I feel like there's a strong 10% of the time where they don't work the exact way they're supposed to work. Yeah. And it's like just enough to where we keep doing it because it's like, well, the 90% of the time it works, right? But then that 10% is like, ah, maybe we should slow this down. Like, maybe we should reconsider this. But I'm with you that, like, the, the fact that, yeah, we've gotten this far into the studio and we still have smoke machines that work this well is a surprise.
1: It is definitely a surprise, but there's just something I can only describe as limp about oh, what 1000%. just happened.
3: Yeah, that,
1: <laughs> I, I'm with you. Yeah, that's yeah. not getting anything done. Uh, but we're going to get a lot of things done today because this is kind of funny games daily for Friday, September 1st, 2023. We're in September. We're in September. We're in, September. We're September. in Q4. Is that right? No it's, no it's not we're yeah. at the it's end not. of q3 yeah, yeah.
3: september october november december oh yeah three. yeah yeah three. yeah. yeah, yeah we're, just, <laughs> we're in, third, we're in third three we just started the last <laughs> yeah third. we started the last third that's yeah. how
1: people talk about uh things in video games uh but of course i'm tim gettys joined by the new face of video games blessing addio jr
2: new uh version of the blessing super fun game release calendar is out right now it is version <gasps> 1.3 you can go to kindofunny.com slash calendar to get the full thread of wow. Super Fun Game Release Calendar, scroll to the last tweet, and that is the most updated version of what the calendar is. And let me tell you, the rest of this fall, it's a doozy.
1: I, I feel like there's been a lot of uh, back and forth, right? A lot of shifting in the the release dates. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, and that's why so I this had updates a, important.
2: Yeah, this updates important. I have all the shifts in there. I have uh, there are fresh release dates that we're going to talk about later in the in the show. But you know, things like Gunbrella, I've added in there, and yeah, like when you look at the rest of the year laid out. So it's, it's a, it's a nice time. Yeah. You know, we, we got some wild days. We got, we got Liza P and Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this a lot, right? Both of those are coming out September 19th, but then like we just got, we, we, got a nice steady pace of video games. Then we hit December and we only got one big hitter in December. Avatar Frontiers oh, of Pandora. Yeah. That yeah. has a whole month to itself, Tim. For now. For, For now. now. You hey, don't know what's going to happen. Maybe that'll be good. I don't know. Do, do hey, we maybe. think it still comes out in
1: December? I honestly, I'm pretty 50, 50 on it. Like, it, it, I think so. I think it definitely could, and I think it definitely could get delayed. (laughs) But I do think that I don't think it's going to get delayed because the game's not ready. I think it's just at this point more strategy of releases for fiscal quarters and all of that stuff when it comes to Mm -hmm. Ubisoft.
2: But yeah, like November we got Star Ocean: The Second Story R, which looks beautiful, which looks gorgeous. We got Thirsty Suitors, got Warrior Wear Move It, we got Lack of Dragon Gaiden, we got COD Modern Warfare Three, Checkmate Showdown, Persona, uh, Super Mario RPG. Like even in that month where like I think a lot of the focus right now is on st- September, October because of the yeah. big hitters. Even November has like oh man, I'm I'm gonna be nonstop gaming. Nonstop gaming I was nonstop gaming last About night, three months ago. <laughs> yeah, no, like it was that thing where we like we filed we you know, filed in our Starfield review and for a second I'm like thank God I can rest. You know, I can go a few weeks out without playing video games because of course I'm coming off of an Armored Core 6 review mm-hmm. and a Starfield review which overlapped. We didn't talk about that. The fact that like Starfield codes came in as I was still playing and reviewing Armored Core um, and I still beat it twice. Um, but yeah, I did, like, did these games back to back to back. You know, okay, cool. Now I can rest. And Tim, got another code in yesterday for for (laughs) a highly anticipated video game.
1: Video games are cool, everybody. Uh, Video games, including Starfield. Today, we're talking the Steam numbers being absolutely wild. Layoffs at Gearbox and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we get together live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. If you can't watch live, do not fret, my friend. You can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com if you want to, as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, if you wanted to go above and beyond, though, patreon.com slash of is where you want to go. Uh, you get the show ad free. You get a whole bunch of bonus content. Thank you all for your support in August. It has been a record-breaking month for us. You are Fantastic! So many new people there that get to enjoy all of the content that we put out on a near daily basis, exclusively over there on Patreon. So thank you so, so much for that. Uh, Those people include our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Thank you all so very much.
3: And all those people are going to be able to watch a very special episode of the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast tomorrow morning. So don't miss out on that over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. It's a a, great episode. A
1: big reveal that you're you're not going to want to make and you won't see coming. Uh, As a reminder, a little housekeeping for you. Our Starfield review is up. I mean, let me just tell you, there's Starfield content every which way you look here at Kind of Funny. Whether it's uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, um, or uh, TikToks and social videos, We've been crushing it. Very proud of the entire team. So please go support. Go watch the review. uh, Go watch our first hour video that Roger edited that is uh, um, Barrett, Blessing, and Greg's first hour all mixed into one hour that you get to watch. Um, And just go check out Kind of Funny Games TikTok. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff we always post there, but there's a bunch of Starfield videos there. Um, And, of course, our review you can go check out now. Uh, and an X-Cast that is the entire X-Cast crew um, talking about uh, your questions for Starfield that they got to answer. I think the first X-Cast ever that the entire crew of Mike, Gary, and Paris live in the studio. Yep. So... Very special, very cool. Um, but on the other side of things, there's a new PS. I love you, XOXO. XO up. Uh, it's Greg and Bless talking about PS Plus, PlayStation Portal, and justifying your crazy PS Five purchasing decisions. This sounds like a fun one.
2: Yeah. So Greg came across this uh, TikTok thing uh, on his algorithm called Girl Math, right? And it's this radio show that uh, takes in Collins and people call in and they're like, "Hey, I'm buying these really expensive bed sheets or whatever," and the host justify and bring down the price of oh yeah like i mean you're gonna get 10 years of use out of that thing right like that's it's like what 20 dollars a year based on that and like you know like you know if you sell this like you'll end up making that money back and the goal is to get that number down to zero right so you're able to justify that price. awesome we basically did gamer math which is us doing the PS5 version of that of people calling in. We're talking to audience live on the show, and people are talking about, hey, I want to buy the PlayStation Portal. Hey, I want to buy the Spider-Man uh, P- Spider-Man 2 PS5 Special Edition. It. And we're going through, and we are talking them through their purchase decisions, and helping them get that number down to zero. And it is a must-listen, must-watch episode of PS Love You. Well, go
1: check that out, everybody, on all the normal places. Uh, and then over on Patreon, a New Kind of Feudies up today, uh, where Paris joins us. Bless asked the crew to name a character that was in the celebrity deathmatch game for ps2 and it shook us all to our (laughs) course a lot of must watch content this week (laughs) we've been crushing it uh so yeah go check that out whether you can support on patreon um or uh if you just watch for free there's a ton of places to do all of that um no games daily on monday because of labor day so keep that in mind but we will return on tuesday um but Here's the big thing. Right now, something very special has been going on since 9 a.m. yesterday. We have been live on twitch.tv slash Games playing Starfield, uh, and there's no end in sight right now. Uh, the longer you support, the longer we're going to keep going. Uh, we have made it over 24 hours. There are still many, many hours remaining. Uh, Mike has been playing so, so long. He's resting right now. In his place is one Greg Miller. Can we can we get a, a check-in on Greg Miller? There he is. Look there at him. He is.
3: Greg, do you read us? Do you read I us? I read Greg? you. I read you, there Mission
0: Control. Is. How you doing, Greg? I'm good, Tim. How are you?
1: I'm really good. You having fun?
0: I mean, yes. Uh-oh. I enjoy playing Starfield. However, I am <laughs> horrified. Horrified at the progress or lack thereof progress that they Mike has done in 24 hours. Mm. I am doing the, I want to dismiss Sarah. And I was like, why can't I get rid of her? Oh, it's cause she, she, is this still a tutorial mission? This is still a tutorial main mission. This man was carrying 14 different outfits of clothes. You have a ship, you can store it there. I, they had not done, they had not made a manual hard save since 30 minutes into the stream yesterday. It's been 23 and a half hours without them making a save file.
1: It's rough. It's rough. So what's your plan right now? What are you up to?
0: I am getting him back on track. All right. We are (laughs) way too many guns. I ditched a whole bunch. We're going to double down on ballistics. We're going to do this mission so we can get rid of Sarah since she sucks. Then I'm very excited about this. You guys are going to do that. We're going to ditch Sarah. Uh, I'll do a little sidestep, but when we come back, I'm going to show... My favorite mission in the game slash my favorite side quest in any RPG of all time. We have a TikTok going up detailing it, but I'll do a live walkthrough here because Mike's got the mission.
1: I love that.
2: Uh, yeah, that's super exciting.
1: Yeah, very very cool. So you guys can go check that out uh, after <laughs> Games
2: Daily. They're <laughs> it gives gonna give con- me so much anxiety because like I can't imagine playing an RPG for 25 hours and then handing it over to somebody else to fuck up everything that I just did. I know. That's what we're You're doing. Getting here. rid of his guns.
1: That's what we're doing here. Uh, do we have, do we still have Greg's audio here? No. We no okay. We don't. It's, it's okay. Totally cool. Um, but anyways, yeah, this, this is happening. Y'all can check out, hang out with them all day long after games daily. They will be streaming. Can I get the check Barrett on how many hours are remaining?
3: Uh, yeah. Do we know how many hours are remaining? One Kev dog, 10 hours, 31 minutes. As of right now.
1: So we're still going 10 hours, everybody. So strap in and have a great day here with us It's Kind of Funny. But enough about all that right now. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Netflix's One Piece. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
3: It's time for some news. We
2: have six stories today.
3: A baker's
1: dozen... Bless preps the show, like he writes it all, and uh, there's a section where you put how the number of how many stories there are, and then there's a backup part that has the put the number of stories here, and both just said X, and I looked at him yeah. and, Patrick, and he just threw
2: up the six. I like, as you're we reading through I was like, Oh shit, I forgot to do that. I love and so it. I quickly scrolled down and I was gonna write the number in, but you got there too quickly, so I was like, how am I gonna tell him how many stories there are? <laughs> so I just fucking hold,
1: hold up my fingers. That was that was fantastic.
2: <laughs> Story number one
1: uh starfield <laughs> has hit over 230,000 concurrent players in its first two hours on steam uh this comes from chris scully i'm B- gonna pause B- did you C- know we had a baker's
2: dozen emote no i didn't is that new i th- i think restream usually doesn't
3: show the emotes oh. no they do <clears throat> um so is that we, a- we've had the baker's dozen for at least a month i think
2: hmm. i've yeah. never
3: noticed it once I That's mean, really you cool. also uh, you know, slight spoilers for tomorrow's next gen podcast. You never realize that I wear hats. Often, OK, for,
2: so. OK, well, every day, every day. <laughs> but also, I'm not perceptive, but I am also reading chat all the time on the show. And Tim's with me. I've never once seen this. Yeah, I've never seen this. I it think it might weird. be a restream. I see
3: it every day. Huh? I see it every day because I have restreamed chat up over here uh, every day and I see it there. I have never seen that math.
1: (laughs) Uh, Starfield's hit more than 230,000 concurrent players in its first two hours on Steam, despite only being in its its early access period. I know we're already just going off the fucking rails on this shit. I know we talked about this. Last week or so, mm-hmm. but there's that video of the the woman on the plane, yeah. freaking out. <laughs>
2: that motherfucker back there isn't real. I still haven't
1: seen the video. Are you kidding me? So like, to How me, the fuck, have you i you not seen the video. I haven't video? seen it. I've just like <laughs> heard about it so much. There. And I've seen pictures. Isn't it real? <laughs> Wait, can we find the video? I'm, I'm gonna find the video. Like I, so I just don't. I get. I I don't have context for it. I don't understand anything. Uh, but what <laughs> I do, I've
2: referenced it so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking
1: funny. Uh Starfield hit more than 230,000 concurrent players in its first 2 hours on Steam despite only being in its early access period. That's wild. Uh, according to a to Steam DB, the game hit a peak of 234,502 concurrent no, you, I said that wrong. You know what I mean. <laughs> concurrent players on August 31st at 10 p.m. Eastern time, just a couple hours after it had launched. <laughs> uh, this was the sixth highest peak concurrent user count on Steam in the past 24 hours, even though the game isn't officially released until September 6th. Well, that stat doesn't sound that impressive. Uh, mm. Players who buy Starfield's Premium Edition or Constellation Edition get up to five days of early access to the game while everyone else has to wait for the official release. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's, I mean, you know, we, we, we keep talking about these numbers. They keep being killer. The big thing is this game is going to come out next week on Game Pass. Yeah. Wowzers.
2: It, where do you think this game lands in terms of the amount of people that are going to play it this year? Do you think it, it ends up being the number one most played game of the year?
1: Oh, I mean, we, the, the problem with that is Call recorded Duty. stat wise, mm. probably. But like, we just won't know. Like, I don't think Call of Duty talks about its numbers that way.
2: Or does it? I mean, Call of Duty
3: talks about sales. Yeah. Um, we also have Harry Potter, which was like multi-platform too, and was also a, jug- a juggernaut at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but like, I mean, this is also
2: multi-platform, right? Like, this isn't on PlayStation or Switch, but it being on PC as well as Xbox and it being on Game Pass, I think opens it up in a way, and it being a big, a new big Bethesda title. Like, this is a thing that me and Paris are talking about on Remember Blank, we recorded yesterday, which I believe is also going live today, which is a lot of content, Also all Starfield stuff too, which is really exciting, but it was a one-on-one remember blank it was me and paris and we were talking about just like our our uh, bethesda game memories and we we're kind of going through the history of like yo remember the skyrim launch like the skyrim launch was insane like i was somebody who wasn't tuned into the elder scrolls side of things and skyrim 11 11 11 was such a moment that immediately i got it immediately i was like oh this is a fucking big deal this is one of the biggest deals of the year in terms of video games then you jump forward to fallout 4 and how big of a deal that was and how throughout the year of 2015 I was that person who was like, "Oh, game of the or game of the year is, is going to be Fallout 4, right? I was saying this in like the beginning of the year. That game was coming out in November. Yeah. at the top of the year, I was already like, "Yo, Fallout 4 hits this year. Nothing's touching Fallout 4, right?" And, like, there's that level of hype and anticipation that you have for a, Bethesda game that I think is different, right? It's almost like a Rockstar game mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh, this is a once." in a generation-type experience. And I remember even, like, what, in 2015, Witcher 3 came out, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 came out, all these other games came out, and I was still on that Fallout 4 train. And Fallout 4 came out and got reviews that were great, right? But it wasn't, like, masterpiece-level, tens across the board. I think, if anything, it was probably similar to Starfield. And with that, I was still, like... I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna love this game, right? Like that's the amount of hype that people have for. But that's the titles. My watch just called my mom's doctor, <laughs> well,
1: and so yeah, whatever. Doctor Fallout? Did I say uh, what? She just heard about uh some like literally it was, it was like she answered the call, and uh, heard about some Starfield there from my watch. I don't like that. Oh, really at all. cool. Taking this off.
2: Are they this end <laughs> do you, do, you you like, I, like, do you think they got
1: the rockies probably not they're like listening and like oh this is a really good conversation <laughs> yeah I yeah, yeah. yeah, mean so, sorry, sorry to to interrupt you there
2: no oh, yeah you're, you're good but no it, for me it's the thing of there's very few things like a big but that's the game launch right it is that it is a rockstar launch it is maybe a naughty dog launch right? Like, it's maybe a zelda launch like these are so few and far between and so um uh, like so so astronomical right that like you look at the amount of people that are probably going to play Starfield, and it's going to be a lot of people. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it is the most played game of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it, yeah, totally surpasses Harry Potter, despite, or Hogwarts Legacy, despite it being multi-platform, despite it being Harry Potter and all these things. I think Bethesda and Starfield and just what that is to people has so much juice.
1: I, I think you're right, but I do think the sheer numbers of the switch and playstation install bases i feel like allow the 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 true multi-platform games to just get such a leg up yeah but i mean i think it'll be close like i do i mean i
2: look at Baldur's gate 3 also Baldur's Mm -hmm. gate 3 is multi-platform but it came out on pc exclusively at the start right for that first month and you look at those numbers and that was already hitting those things right and like again we're talking about single platforms versus multi-platform or whatever i think pc is going to do a lot for this game yeah like I'm, pc is probably gonna have a bigger um player base than the, than the xbox version no you don't think so no not a chance interesting
1: i really I, I don't think there's a chance of that I, I think that bethesda games have become console first uh oh i disagree with that starting with the i'd say skyrim i feel like in terms of like amount of users not dedication of users okay you know yeah because of like, course the modding community and, and that's and all my thing that. yeah. i think the
2: modding community makes that a pc thing also and maybe this is just a personal thing right but like playing starfield on pc such a better experience than playing it on console and maybe that's just the transformation of blessing into a, a pc gamer but I you think that there's enough arguments there for people of oh i'm gonna pick this up on pc just so i can do the mod stuff that you're gonna see like that number get jacked up compared to other games that are like oh no of course consoles are, are, are outpacing this thing
1: yeah. Uh it's really interesting to to look at you you're talking about how big a deal Bethesda games are. And uh obviously you're right there. Like I think back to uh the E threes I've been to and I've been to I wanna say over ten E threes and it is so rare that an E three has a one game event that is like yo motherfuckers like there's so much shit here but there's one thing that matters more than others and even with that i feel like there's levels to it where i remember when titanfall one uh was was being shown off it was the game it was like yo you need to get your hands on this this is the first true next gen experience yeah uh relative to the time um like it is so important this is this is the game this is the one uh and so much conversation around that but that there's two separate games that I think will never be be hit again in terms of like the sheer talk of the the show. Mm. And it was Skyrim yep. and Cyberpunk. Those are the mm-hmm. two games that like it was like, yo, all eyes on this. Their boots were insane, like all of that, or Cyberpunk was more of a behind closed doors thing, but it was like the hot ticket item. Uh and to to be here now and see the follow-up to to Skyrim in a lot of ways, right? Yep. Like this is And then you know fallout 4 also having a big e3 moment with the way that it did its uh the bethesda showcase Mm -hmm. announcing the game and then three months later it comes out right um bethesda is a huge deal and their next their first new ip is coming out right like that's that's a big deal in and of itself
2: yeah i mean it's it's been fun and interesting uh watching the timeline go crazy over it in the last few weeks right part of that is P- reviewers media and people being able to say that oh yeah we got in codes i think that maybe compounded it but just the like the level of discussion around starfield has been unlike the other big games of the year right Where like zelda tears of the kingdom is e- like easily one of the most anticipated games of the year right up, up until its release but the conversation about that leading into it versus the conversation about starfield leading into it has such different vibes where mm-hmm. they're in uh, maybe it's again maybe it's the xbox exclusivity maybe it's this maybe it's that but i do think it is that core of people are like hungry people are thirsty for something that is a big new but that's the title that is going to hit and is going to be something that they pour uh themselves into and yeah like i i, I think there's something that just hits different when it comes to something like this and so i'm very I'm very curious to see once more people get their hands on it uh what this game does in terms of numbers, what it does in terms of reception and conversation because right now we're seeing early access, and right now we're seeing i'm like regardless of what review scores are, I think like this game gets sevens across the board. I still think that there would be a level of like passion and like fan um devotion to this game that would carry it through like i at a certain point i don't think critical reception matters to a game like starfield oh absolutely not we're talking about impact
1: right and i think that's the the question on everyone's minds including michael restive d'angelo uh hello befrienders uh starfield reviews are here and it's sitting at an open critic of 86 with ign and Gamespot both giving it an unremarkable seven my question is this enough is this the truck to knock down the dominoes? If mm. this isn't that, are those dominoes now too big and too heavy and will never fall? What's the next route? Enjoy your day. Befrienders. Uh, he said, "Befrienders," like best frienders, but a little cooler. Oh, you know, time. okay, I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, put some sauce on it. Um, this is the the a, a topic that we've been talking about for years, it feels like, and that I think we're going to continue to talk about for years. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the. Just seeing what we're seeing from the reviews and from where people are at and the general discourse of it all, I think it's pretty clear that Starfield is not the holy shit tentpole. This is the Xbox defining game of all really? time. I,
2: I mean, would, I mean, I would go the opposite. Like, I would, I, th- I think this is the first domino. I think this. Oh, is... no, 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 sorry, sorry.
1: sorry. Oh, I, yeah, go I, I think it is a domino. Yeah. I think I'm just saying, I think it's clear that it's not the like. It's not going to be talked about in the way God of War is talked about or or Breath of the Wild is talked about. And that's the conversation we've had forever. This game needs to be a 10 for Xbox. And it's not. It's just simply not by any metric you're looking at. Mm -hmm. But I do think that this game accomplished its goals of what it was trying to be, which is to be Bethesda's new IP. The quality is there. Like hearing we've never had a games cast that had that range of opinions on the same game Mm -hmm. of like some people being pretty damn high on it some people being pretty low on it but all of it feeling justified and all of it being like a more personal experience to it all i think uh, one of the key points from the review that i took away was this is a bethesda game and it's delivering for bethesda people um and so i feel like if anything, this just kind of defines where Xbox is at even more definitively than they already were. And I don't think that that is a bad thing. It's just a lane for them. And this is, they're going to break records with these numbers. There's going to be people playing this game for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can tweak and change some of the the issues that the game has right now that is getting it a seven out of 10 review from some of the bigger sites, it could potentially have a no man's sky moment or a cyberpunk moment in a way of like mm-hmm. fixing some of the problems but i think it'd be different for that game because of how massive it is because of game pass and because it's bethesda so there's going to be this long tail uh interest in in playing the game and talking about the game especially now that it is an xbox game like yeah. bethesda or starfield is an xbox
2: exclusive mm. i i think this is fascinating because to the question of what does that big uh console defining game need to be for Xbox and what do you need to be that big first domino to fall I don't know if it I don't know if that's the uh, or if uh, Starfield needs to be a 10 out of 10 game across the board and I also don't know if uh, this might be a big statement I don't think Xbox is ever going to have a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom or a God of War and I like and I don't also don't think they need it I think for what Starfield is, it is going to be a ten out of ten game for the people that like that. The, for the people that it's a ten out of ten for, right? And that might sound like a well, that's everything, right? But like for Starfield, this is bigger th- than critical reception, right? This is bigger than oh yeah, like I have some qualms and like that's gonna ding down my score or whatever, right? Like this is a game that is going to resonate with this audience, and you already look at like the reviews that are yeah, like it's a seven, even the seven seven out of ten reviews and even my three out of five review, right? Like there are still things that I cite where I'm like, no, I had special moments in this game. Like there are uh, in Dan Stapleton's review for IGN. He talks about how I think his main issue is just that this game takes a very long time to get going and get to a place where it's like, Oh, this is really good now. But once you get there, there is, there are so many special moments that you can have, and like there are ways that this game can hit for people. I listen to the way that Greg talks about it. I listen to the way that Paris talks about it. I look at the way Andy. that like you know Andy and there are plenty of ten out of ten reviews from like other sites that aren't IGN and, and GameSpot. I think that is enough to like one prove that this game like it's not a bad game, right? Like it's it's good to great to amazing depending on who you are. That plus this game is going to have. This game is going to have incredible sales, right? To the point where it's going to compare, if not maybe surpass, a Tears of the Kingdom or a God of War, right? This is going to sell like a Bethesda game, which means it might do 30 million It might do past that, right? Like if you're getting into Skyrim numbers over time, uh, I think that is the first domino. Like I think that is what Xbox wants. I think that it sep- that separates Xbox from a PlayStation or Nintendo, because PlayStation's thing is we're making these polished single-player narrative action experiences, right? Like, I think what PlayStation pushes the most in their games is that polish. I think what Nintendo pushes the most in their games is that charm and is that creativity and making a game that only Nintendo can make. I think Starfield feels like a different, no, no, this is what Xbox is doing. Like, we are, like, Xbox right now is this, like, RPG slash first-person shooter machine, and I think it's, Starfield might be the first step one first step uh into cru- curating this identity for xbox that you know is showing that no this is the nerdy ass rpg big scope like type game that you might not be able to get on these other platforms and i do think because of that starfield is very much the first domino
1: yeah. I mean, it, it, again, I, I think we're, we're both aligned on this, that like this is defining the direction, the direction that these dominoes are going to fall. Uh, and I feel like that the, the conversation that we have been having for years of is Xbox going to directly compete with PlayStation and Nintendo in terms of its exclusives that way. And I, I feel like it's kind of becoming clear they're all doing their own thing in in ways that they're succeeding at and yeah. i think that this is the game pass structure and uh everything that xbox has been building kind of really coming into fruition and we'll see what this means when call of duty and all that stuff starts coming through uh or uh, not even call of duty just the activision side of things of of how xbox sees it all but it's going to be very interesting to see this game get into the hands of everybody next week yeah. and to see where that that conversation uh starts and where where it ends or lands in terms of the impact that starfield actually has um and it's staying power not for five years from now but i think even just for a year from now yeah is this going to be a game that people are like still talking about uh in the same way which they were about Skyrim, you know yeah. they were about fallout so we'll see story number two Embracer has made layoffs at Gearbox Publishing. This comes from Justin Carter at Game Developer. According to former staffers' LinkedIn profiles, a series of layoffs have reportedly been conducted at Gearbox Publishing. Former employees throughout the summer and as recently as this week revealed they were let go from the publishing arm of the Borderlands developer. Quote, no one saw it coming, but my contract and those of my colleagues who started in June had to be terminated, uh, wrote translator Alan uh, Jockmart in June we were simply victims of the group's restructuring. Uh, Gearbox is a subsidiary of Embracer, which said at the start of the summer it would cut jobs after spending so much money to acquire various studios and properties. The layoffs and by extension the projects cancelled that affected studios have been made in response to a reported $2 billion deal with Savvy Games that collapsed back in May. At the start of August, Embracer shut down Danish studio Campfire Cabal and earlier today announced the closure of Volition. Uh, in 2015, Gearbox began to publish games from third-party studios with its debut title being the 20. 16 remaster of People Can Fly's Bullet Storm. Recent releases included Gunfire Games' Remnant 2 from July and Heart Machine's Hyperlight Breaker for 2024.
2: I've never seen a company in video games feel like a poison mm. <laughs> more so than embracer where this is I think the clearest example of the danger and the fear that comes with uh consolidation uh that is like happening from this purely capitalistic standpoint of hey we're coming through we got money we're just going to buy studios and see what happens like we're not going to have any we're not going to have any good strategy with it we're not going to like think too deeply about it. we're just going to fucking buy up these studios and you know spend money to make money uh we're not and like going from that into then uh, we talked about it yesterday with Paris right that a uh, deal that fell through earlier in the year where they had that uh, that financial call and they're like, yeah, like this thing fell through and it turns out from reports that it was a Saudi Arabia thing. Having that fall through and having that be the result uh, or having this be the result, right? Gearbox lay- uh, layoffs, Volition shutting down, uh, probably more studios shutting down in the n- near future Absolutely. from Embracer. racer it is such a heartbreaking thing and it it's such an undeserved thing for volition gearbox et cetera, right like i've seen the conversations online of people being like well the last saints row sucked or whatever and like cool yeah the last saints row sucked that doesn't mean the studio should be shut down right like if anything a studio should be given the chance to figure out what didn't work and like and and go and build from there and like i understand that's not how always how things work um every single time but like i think that gearbox getting layoffs because you can make a deal with saudi arabia is fucking crazy because like yeah, you look at it and Gearbox has so much so much that they're doing, right? They have Borderlands, they have the games that they're publishing, they have things like Hyperlight Breaker, they have things like Remnant Two. These things shouldn't be affected because these are a lot of these products products are great products that people are looking forward to. So yeah, embrace this being the effect of Embracer might have been predictable, but but also is still heartbreaking in every way. That's it, man.
1: Yeah, it's predictable and heartbreaking. It's so unfortunate and it's not gonna end. Right? That's the yeah. worst part about it, because it's uh, it, we, we keep seeing this over and over and over and like so much of it with Embracer is going to continue to, to happen here. And like, it all goes back to when I look at these new studios popping up now, it's like they need to, from the foundation, grow correctly. Do not grow too fast. Do not make the wrong decisions and balloon and then have to restructure and get rid of people. This word restructure keeps coming up and it's a business necessity to do it like, mm-hmm. or else there's not money to make things happen, but we shouldn't get there there should be better plan there should be smarter people in positions of power that are creating situations that a restructure doesn't result in teams getting dropped and many many others getting dropped which then makes the jobs harder for everyone
3: else involved like it's horrible i mean i imagine those people are smart but the uh, i think uh, the people making those decisions i think are unfortunately are selfish and not really thinking about you know the restructuring and what that actually does to people's livelihoods you know yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's. I mean, it's the it's the way of
2: you're playing, you're playing chess. You're playing games with people's lives, right? Where you look at on the ground floor of the people who work at Gearbox, the people that work at Volition, the people that do these things, the people that make our video games and like make these things that we really enjoy. Their lives are being played with like a chess game, where the people on on top if you're purely looking at it as numbers. I think that's why that's how you get to the place where you're making business business decisions that hinge on bad deals that hinge on. Oh yeah, if you just keep spending money, we'll keep making money, right? And like uh, to some extent, yeah, that's what, how capitalism works. But to another extent, you gotta—if you're gonna play the game of capitalism, you gotta play that game smart. Yes. Like the publishers that we look at that are still around, that are still doing their thing, most of the time they're playing that game smart. There's some of the times where like you know big companies we like, like Ubisoft or Bethesda or whoever, make business decisions where it's like, oh, you're going all in on games as a service. Good luck. Like that's not gonna do good for you, right? And it doesn't do good and. They still have these other pillars that keep them up, right? Ubisoft is still around, but it still around. Like these, uh, and maybe that's because they get bought by Microsoft. But like they're still around is, I think, the thing that matters. The fact that as, as embracer, you are just fucking gung ho with this shit, and you're just making these decisions that feel like they have no regard for people's livelihoods, and you're buying up Crystal and you're buying up Gearbox, and because you do that, now Gearbox, now Gearbox has fucking layoffs. Uh, now Volition has, is no more. It's just irresponsible. Volition a very a classic a classic game developer right like i and yesterday i was talking about how how much saints row and red faction used to people but I also and i also mentioned summoner but i saw somebody online t- talking about free space and how like important free space was to, to video games when it came out and like yeah you're letting that like get evaporated into nothing because you're here doing bad business and like again having no regards no regard for people's livelihood it's fucking it's it's upsetting it's fucking irresponsible and yeah like I I can't stand that. I can't stand this. I can't stand that this is happening. Yeah. God damn it, Embracer.
1: A little good news for everybody here to transition out of this. There's a new Rugrats game. Let's go. Coming to the Nintendo Entertainment System. (laughs) The NES released in Japan 40 years ago, but a new Rugrats game is on the way to Nintendo's old console next year. Rugrats Adventures in Game Land is a classic mascot platformer based on the 90s Nickelodeon TV series coming to PC consoles and the NES. (laughs) The game is presented in retro 8-bit graphics, uh, though modern versions will also include an HD graphics option to toggle on a smooth, hand-drawn look. So you can play the game. Uh, Bear, can you just skip forward a little bit in this to show the, the jump? You can also just play it Let's go. They did the they did the Halo Master Chief collection. Exactly, man. Uh, I think Wonder Boy did this as as well. But uh, yeah, you could play it looking like a, a modern game, but you could also play looking like an OG NES game, and it looks awesome. Uh, the game was shown at the Mix Showcase with Limited Run Games publishing physical editions of the game. Mix confirmed to VGC that the NES version will be released. Uh, <laughs> as Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil players will power through high speed chases, sneak around as a baby stack trench coat, and destroy buildings on TV as Reptar freaking
2: hell this yes. looks cool as hell i've never seen something that was so tailor made for, for me of like you're telling me i can play this on the nes like now i want to find an nes oh yeah dude and that's the other thing is like good for y'all for making this like it's such a cool novel thing and i hope this does well like i and of course it's limited so i'm sure they know the numbers that this is going to do but yeah like making an nes game in 2023 this sounds it's like they doing 2024 too. That's insane.
1: I love this from every perspective because yes, they're doing the NES thing. They're actually putting it out there. That's rad. Yeah. It's also available on all of the consoles. It has the HD mode for the people that want that and just to treat it like a more modern game. It's Rugrats. Yeah. An IP that people love, but like doesn't necessarily need a video game. Doesn't have people clamoring for it, yeah, but you put a, this out and there's interest.
2: Is there a Rugrats cartoon currently going?
1: Yes. Know, is Rugrats still there is. Paramount oh, yeah. Plus has a like CG. Rugrats reboot essentially I think it's a reboot but um, it's
3: really gross looking I hate it
1: (laughs) yeah it's very but I imagine that
3: this looks
2: I mean this looks way more like oh yeah I mean this
1: is an an NES game right like this straight up looks like like a 90s Rugrats did uh so I just think this is super cool and um I I love this type of IP uh where we're at with licensing where uh, people have an idea for a game. They're like, yeah, I want uh, this needs to be a Rugrats game specifically. And the fact
2: that this got greenlit is insane. It's to me awesome. And man. really cool. Um, Because, that, well, you're going to Nickelodeon. You're going to Paramount. You're partnering with a video game developer. You're uh, like, I want to know how these conversations happen. Like, yeah. whose idea was this? Did this come from Nickelodeon? Did this come from Limited Run? Who had to reach out to who? That is a fascinating story. Uh, story.
1: Yep. Super cool. Really excited for this one. Uh, Craig Miller's up to something. But while he's doing all of that, I want to let you guys know. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free. But for everybody else, here is a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Every single person I know that has tried Rocket Money has been shocked at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about. Rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending about $80 a month on their subscriptions. When in reality, it might be closer to 200 plus, uh, when you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you use to watch one show or free trials for delivery, you don't use. It's so easy to lose track of what you're actually paying for with rocket money. You can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by One Piece on Netflix. The global phenomenon, One Piece, has finally gotten a live action adaptation on Netflix. This is an incredible world ruled by pirates, filled with never-before-seen superpowers, and a hunt for a legendary treasure called the One Piece. It's an epic action adventure about following your dreams, searching for treasure, and ultimately... Finding Your Chosen Family. The series was made by fans, for fans, old and new. Showrunners Matt Owens and Steven Maeda are huge fans of the manga and come at their work from a fan-first perspective while still allowing new audiences to discover and fall in love with this story. Manga creator Ichiro Oda was involved in every step of the process at a level which was never seen before in any previous live-action manga adaptation. One Piece is an action-packed one warm-hearted, and joyful adventure that you don't want to miss. Don't miss One Piece on Netflix, August 31st. Hi, I'm Daniel,
2: founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money, and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health,
1: we are back with story number four. Everybody get hyped. New places... A new PlayStation Stars collectible has dropped. Let's the go. The one we've all been waiting for. Uh, the September digital collectible for PlayStation Stars is the PlayStation 3 wireless keyboard. Oh, they you can, did it. You can see it now. There's the front of it. It's turning. There's the side. And <laughs> there it is. There's it. the back. Um, oh, man. All jokes aside, I love this as a concept. Like, I love mm-hmm. the idea of the digital collectibles that are fungible. You know what I mean? I only want of my course. digital collectibles fungible. Yes. I don't really know what that means, but... I think
2: it means it can't be copied or some shit.
1: Whatever the fuck it is, right? Um, But I just wish it was implemented in a more interesting way that, like, met us where we are.
2: Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, implement this into a system that... You don't want to put in the effort to download PlayStation Stars and then keep up with the thing because it's in a different app and it's like, okay, now boot up three games or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm doing all this just so I can have a digital (laughs) version of the PS3 keyboard. And where, where do I even find it? Like, do I go on the app? Do I go on, like yeah i'm with you on the you gotta meet us where we are i'm also on the mind of the mind of really like ps3 keyboard that's where we're at with this that's the collectible do you want to know a ps3
3: keyboard i had a hilarious (laughs) conversation with uh andy cortez yesterday we were driving home and uh someone sent the slack of uh of this Mm. and he was like holy shit when i read about this this morning i thought they announced a playstation keyboard (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I mean it looks that way, right? Yeah. Like if you if you were to look I'd, at this And I couldn't have never told you in my fucking life, gun to my head, Barrett, did the PS3 have a wireless keyboard at some point? I'd be like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I would only we I would, would only died. say
2: yes because I assume every console did, but also I don't think I've ever seen this thing before in my life. This could have been made yesterday. But by I mean, like, look, himself.
1: Imagine how cool it would be if instead of this they there was like, I don't know, like if they made a game, and in that game, you were like going around worlds that were like showing off the tech of like a PlayStation. See, 5. that would be sick. And you and can like, as you're doing, you're collecting
2: like pieces of PlayStation history. Mm-hmm. And you can like run across the keyboard, like the key, the keyboard's like super big, and you can like hop around it, or like you can see a life size like PS PS2. Yeah. And like you hit the button, and the PS2 like disc tray comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Astrobot, everybody. Oh yeah, Astrobot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. God. Everyone, if you haven't played Astrobot, please do that please. It is so damn good. Astros Playroom.
2: Astro Playroom. Fantastic stuff. And it's essentially this but done right. <laughs> yeah, done in a cool done in a cooler way, uh, gamified in a way that's fun. Like I think there's I was going to say there's something there in PlayStation Stars. I honestly don't think there's something there in PlayStation Stars, but I think if you I guess take the core idea of a membership program where you're collecting things. There's something there. There definitely is. But you just gotta fucking recontextualize the shit out of it, right? Like, I know, I say this, and I'm probably wrong when I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Bring back PlayStation home. Like, if you wanna do this, sure, like, give me an apartment I can decorate with my PlayStation things. Let me put, let me display my PlayStation 3 keyboard, I guess, or just give me cooler shit to collect. Why am I collecting a PS3 keyboard? There's nobody on this earth that is passionate about a PS3 keyboard. (laughs) Yeah, a PS, oh, PS two console, yeah, like a PS two, like um, uh, like the little skinny version of the PS two. Oh, now that's cool. A fucking keyboard for the PS three. Give me characters. Give me a fucking Kratos plush. To collect. See, my thing is, I, the I like re- this. Give me I the like, Omni Wrench.
1: <laughs> I like that we're, we're it's history that we don't know about. It. It's the shit of like, did you know there was a PS3 keyboard? No. Now I agree with it's you. It's not the light gun for the NES, though. <laughs> yeah, well, but we all it's know we know keyboard. that exists. Like, I like that they're they're getting weird. I don't know that they need to promote this on their main Twitter account though. <laughs> like, and because my thing is, I I don't know. Somebody in Iran, correct me on
2: this. They must already have done these other ones, right? I'm I'm opening up PlayStation stars right now (laughs) because I'm getting to the bottom of this now. It just sucks because it could be such a cool idea. It's just, this is weird. It's just weird. I'm on PlayStation. Let's see the camp. So I'm, I'm a level four on PlayStation stars. Just so you know, Tim, when I look up the campaigns, uh, there's survival of the fittest throw on your favorite skin, grab a friend, and dive into the mayhem of Battle Royale. Play any one of the thrilling games below to get your collectible. Uh, you got, they want you to play either Battlefield 2042, PUBG, a game called Cursed with no You, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, and the collectible, Tim, is chicken, <laughs> chicken tikka masala. I wasn't jo- I'm not joking. <laughs> That's dead ass the collectible.
1: I can't even explain to you what I'm seeing right now. What we just saw with the PS3 keyboard spinning around, it's a dish of chicken tiki masala spinning around. That's a collectible that you get by playing a battle royale. Let's see. Is that the chicken dinner? I guess that is technically
2: a chicken <laughs> a chicken dinner. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I guess technically that is a chicken dinner. Fuck. So yeah, okay, jokes on us. <laughs> they got okay, they got us. They got us. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do they got? Uh, multiplayer mayhem. Oh, that's just coins. That's just points that you're getting. I want to see more collectibles. Uh, okay, wind down with PlayStation. This one is called a, <laughs> the rare collectible is called a nice cuppa. This is what it looks like.
1: Uh-huh. It's a little It's just a cup. It's a little PlayStation mug. Oh, oh yeah, when it turned around. Oh, you know what? Hey, guys, this mug, cooler than I thought. I first saw the back end because these collectibles spin spin around. around, Uh, But when it
2: came around, there is a PlayStation logo on the cup, and the handle is a dual shock. Yeah. So the description of this one, right? Chill playlist? Check. Well-worn spot on a comfy couch? Check. Hot waffles to celebrate Waffle Day? (laughs) Double check. Was it Waffle Day? (laughs) It's cozy game time. Come relax with us by starting any of the cozy games below to get get your collectible. The cozy games are... The Wild at Heart, Scarf, A Shore Hike, or Abzu. Story
1: number five. <laughs> There's a back get it together. <laughs> DLC coming to Power Wash Simulator. Uh, this comes from Victoria Kennedy. Yeah, you know when you want to do a spot of time traveling, but you get to your DeLorean and it's just cake top to bottom and all sorts of gunk and grime? No, you don't? Well, Powerwash Simulator developer Future Lab certainly does. Today, the Jet-loving team announced the Back to the Future collaboration for its beloved Clean It Up game. Future Lab has said this DLC pack will be a faithful homage to Marty and Doc's time-traveling escapades. Uh, So what you can expect to clean on this DLC's release? Well... Of course, you'll have to get your watery jets into every nook and cranny at the series time machine. It really wouldn't be a Back to the Future collaboration without it. Additionally, Doc's vans, Hill Valley Clock Tower, the Holomax Theater, and Doc's time train will all need to be sprayed to perfection. I love. Good that. on you, Power yeah, Wash Simulator. Just getting freaking weird and like, You know, there's someone out there that's like, man, I really wish I could power wash the Back to the Future DeLorean. And now they get here's the thing
2: I like this is such a great um, strategy of the level of collaborations they're able to get because the closest I've gotten to picking up Power Wash Simulator was during their SpongeBob collaboration. Mm -hmm. We had to go through and you got to power wash like SpongeBob's house and like the Krusty Krab and do all that stuff. It looked so good (laughs) and so fun. And I almost picked it up, right? Like I'm probably I' there was the Final Fantasy seven one. And I almost picked it up for that. Yeah. Like th- I think they're doing a good job. But we they're gonna get somebody. You oh, know what I mean? They're gonna get somebody. And I'm sure with Final Fantasy and Spongebob, they probably got a whole a whole lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um good for them.
1: Yeah. And it's the type of game once people get their hands on, they're in. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So this is very, very, very smart marketing. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, let's we just need to give, make it just a little bit easier to welcome them into, into a new life of power washing. Uh story number six. We got a couple of Devolver release dates. Uh, Devolver Digital tweets out, Gumbrella glides onto Nintendo Switch and PC September 13th, 12 Very days good. from now. Um, God, that game looks awesome. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, and then there's also a Gumbrella demo that has dropped on Switch and Steam. So you can check those out. Next up, Wizard with a Gun is coming October 17th. Uh, this looks pretty damn cool. You can pre-order now.
2: Get the exclusive Noble Wizard pack. So there we go. Have you heard much about this one? Wizard with a gun? Yeah, it looks really rad. My problem with it is, you know, I watched the trailer for Wizard with a Gun. Um, it's a really cool kind of like shoot uh, shoot 'em up kind of game. And it's coming on October 17th. <laughs> Oof! What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Same day as Sonic Superstars. Mm-hmm. A couple of days before Spider-Man and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Maybe like a week or so before Alan Wake 2. A few days, or uh, like a couple days before Hot Wheels <laughs> Unleashed 2.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for adding that one.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I had to. Uh, now I'm just opening up. Bless for super fun game <laughs> release calendar. Uh, a couple days after Lords of the Fallen, the week before Tim mm. Wild card Football. This game I'm looking forward to. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a little NFL Blitz. Uh, yeah, like it looks really cool. But man, I, I feel like they got to get out of there. I don't know if October seventeenth is, is the date you want. Dude, October 17th is definitely not the date I want the date I want, bless. Mm-hmm. Is today. If I want to know who's coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? He would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
3: Yeah.
1: What's going on with Greg? It's a great question.
0: No, I'm fine doing it alone. Hey, Greg, what's up? What you up to? I'm down to hang out too. I don't have shit oh, to do, do? Yeah. today,
3: so. Greg, can you hear us?
0: I can hear you, Bear. What's up?
3: You What's up? Nothing, man. I just
0: unlocked the ability to manipulate people with my mind amp.
1: Your mind amp? Wow. You, you cleaning up that save file? You feeling like you're making progress on this?
0: Oh, yeah. We're in a great place. I'm excited to get uh, that mission I was telling you about back up and running when we get back here full time. But right now, we're just finishing off some of this RyuJu tech stuff that uh, he was doing.
1: Well, that's awesome. We're in the out-today section now. So we're going to be heading over to you pretty soon. Okay, Umbrella, Umbrella, everybody. Uh, out today. We have 30 XX on Switch, which I'm. This is one of those games we've heard about for so long that now it's here.
2: But like, I think there was 20 X. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now 30 X. This is. A, have you played either of these? I played a little of 20 XX. Really cool. Yeah. I haven't played this one though. All right. Do you think this is one you might pick up? Um, I would want to, but it's busy time. Yeah. 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 The game looks cool. I, I kind of want to try it out, but also, yeah, it's a very busy time. But it's like a. What, a Mega Man like game, but it's a roguelite? Mega Man X like. Yeah. Mega Man X. Fuck this. Okay, you know what? I'm going to pick this up. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, concept. it looks
1: pretty damn freaking cool. Uh, then we have Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, PS5 and Xbox Series X. The Borderlands Collection, Pandora's Box on everything. Sorry, I said it that way. <laughs>
3: Pandora's uh... <laughs>
1: Box. Okay. <laughs> Starfield Early Access today on Xbox Series
2: X and PC. Bomb the... Rush Cyberpunk, I'm also, I think, I'm going to pick up. I hope you It looks you really it.
1: cool. Hope you enjoy it uh new dates for you long gone days is headed for release on october 10th on pc playstation xbox and nintendo switch um and now it's time to do a little thing i like to call you're wrong where well, you get to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong um and let us know what we got wrong brandon rodrigo rodriguez Says, uh, huh? Just thinking about Starfield Steam numbers; th- those would only be people who paid a hundred dollars for early access on just Steam. That is really interesting that I didn't
2: realize yeah. the the dollar sign attached to to making what backed money, up those numbers, making that moolah. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I love about this is that you saw Brandon Rodriguez and then like that got cut off because of the way XL works. Yeah. And you doubled down on Rodrigo instead of Rodriguez. My mind. Even though my mind. <laughs> every other Rodriguez we, we like we'd get to it would be Rodriguez. 100%. But because you're such a fan of Olivia, I, dude, you're like, I "Oh, maybe can't. it's a Rodrigo. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe Brandon Rodriguez is his name." Plus we haven't talked about bad idea, right? Uh, I'm not I still haven't listened to it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Man, I've just been busy, you know?
1: Starfield. See, I feel good for you a little bit because the album's dropping in just a couple days and a problem I had with Olivia Rodrigo's first album mm. Sour is by the time I listened to it I had heard like the three singles it. like yeah honestly yeah. half of it a thousand times yep. so it kind of interrupted the flow of the album and also Let's just be real. I fucking love her. Love the music. Yeah. But it's all the same. It's oh, all, yeah. Oh, 100%. identical. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of is just like, it gets a little bit like samey and you, you lose the identity of some of, of it as an album, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I have firmly listen to vampire and bad idea right no mm. less than 100 times each jesus <laughs> all Christ. right so I'm that already, gets me excited because i'm that means a little good music. oh there's some fun there there's yeah. some fun for sure uh like bad idea right i don't think i've ever heard a two early 2000s teen comedy movie as a song okay,
2: okay. but it captures a vibe man can i tell you so i don't know how did you watch zoe 101 back in the day Cool, Greg did, and so by osmosis, I did. Okay, so you know how Zoe 102 came out Mm -hmm. as a movie that followed up, and it's supposed to be, like, them as adults, and they're going to the wedding for um, a couple of people that went to their school or whatever? So I watched Zoe 102 because I'm a broken person, and as a kid, I fucking loved Zoe 101, and I needed to know what the resolution was. I needed Mm -hmm. to know what the rest of the story was. Zoe 102? Whoa, not great. Um if you if you if you're like me and you watched it back in the day though there's a lot to get out of it hey, it's so two out of five you love like a five out of five exactly so yeah cool if cool cool greg hasn't seen it yet cool greg should watch zoe 102 because it's gonna blow his mind um but there is a scene where zoe uh sees chase um at this like the rehearsal dinner or whatever for their friend's um uh wedding and chase shows up with like his girlfriend or whatever and like they kind of have the interaction and like zoe i think deep down still has feelings for chase the chase has moved on, uh, and the next scene is Zoe driving like down a hill with with the with uh, "Good for You" playing in the background, and it's such a on the nose like, oh y'all really picked this song because it is the entire description of the scene that we just went through. Yeah, this is fantastic. Power. <laughs> like this is powerful. Mm-hmm. This is on another level of on the nose soundtrack uh, uh, soundtrack um, uh, like picking songs, and so. Yeah, I mean you, you literally can't watch a
1: Netflix original movie right now that's been made in the last three years without an Olivia Rodrigo song play. Good for her. Specifically uh uh Traitor. So you you betrayed me. Da, da, da. Is that this is one the, of the new ones? Uh no, this is from the first album. But like it okay. is in every freaking movie ever. Because dude. These, these little kids, man, they just be feeling them goddamn feelings. Feeling I just feelings. want her to find love. I just want someone to treat her right, you know? Has she not? Has she not? But she's also a, like
3: a child, man. Like, just, go, just grow up, be an adult, go, like, just live your life. She's living it. She's living well. 19 is hard, Barrett. It's right? so hard. <laughs> it's I, yeah, we all lived it, and we all, you know what? We all thought, you know, the, the world was falling <laughs> apart at 19 when, you know, a breakup happened. But here's the thing. You're fucking 19 years old.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Saltwater Cowboy says, Tim, she's a teen. Come on, man. What the fuck are you even saying? Like, What what, what, what do you mean, come on? I'm supporting her. Music is music, all right? Dude, I I appreciate the shit out of her. I want her to feel her feelings, man. Oh, yeah. She's kicking ass, dude. She has such a great career ahead of her. Uh, But anyways. Also, shout out to Sabrina Carpenter.
2: Fuck right. yes, dude. Sabrina Carpenter out there doing the DM thing. Mm. Listen to her
1: album for the first time last yeah. weekend because the nonsense TikToks got me. Yes. Right? That's how I ended up at her concert. <laughs> you went to her concert?
2: <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> what? It was one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. <laughs> no, because it was what? I got a text from Belinda and Belinda was like, hey, me and Holly are going to the Sabrina Carpenter concert. Do you want to come through? And I was like firmly in that TikTok algorithm of getting all the nonsense performances. And so I'm like, you know what i'll go just for that song like let's go and when i tell you that i was the only dude in that room like felt so weird felt so uncomfortable should like her hit me up her, i would have been there blessed i should hit you up like Wait, the, when was this this was like probably like five months ago Holy something shit. like that yeah she did a great job though her in the opener the opener was fucking great i think they're called spill tab um fantastic performance from her and nonsense fucking come great. on but also Nonsense is the only song I know by her.
1: <laughs> Well me too So, I, but I was so in on that shit That I was yeah. like I'm gonna give this album a try I really enjoy it dude oh, a, yeah.
2: a little more eclectic I don't know that it's all bangers but like when it hits It hits oh yeah no I was dude I was in that concert venue just like Man yeah if I could have brought Tim This would have helped out the situation a lot because it was me It was the two girls I was with and then it was just A bunch of like teenage girls And I'm like I do not belong in this place Whatsoever yeah, yeah. But eh. hey You know, like most people probably thought I was a father. (laughs) Like, like, oh, this dude had kids young, I guess. Like, (laughs) he's here with his two daughters. I'm like, yeah, my two daughters that look older than me. I don't know. I love it so much. I also love... This show,
1: kind of funny games daily. Of course, uh, we come at you with all the video game news you need to know every single weekday, except for next Monday, because it's Labor Day. So no show next Monday, but Tuesday, it'll be Greg and Bless. Wednesday, it'll be Bless and Me. Thursday, Bless and Me. Friday, Me and Bless, unless any of that changes. And if you're watching live, remember... We are going to be streaming for at least 10 more hours over on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games playing Starfield. You can see Greg right now. We're about to get full back to that as he tries to save Snowbike Mike's save. Uh, and Mike will return later in the night uh, if, if mm-hmm. we, we, we get there and keep pushing. So thank you all for your support. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, enjoy your early access for Starfield. Have a great weekend. Have a great Labor Day. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.